A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the podcast that reads from your social media posts, online articles, and sometimes a surprise or two. So let's start the show. I'm your host, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm Tom Zania. We are welcoming the new year with some wise words. And I'll be right back after this to share them with you. In early September comes a story of horror and haunting regret. A group of homeless men fishing for a little fun and folly latch on to something that might be a mermaid. Remember, regret lives on and lingers long after the last teardrop has fallen. Harry's Mermaid is written by the poetic master of modern-day horror, Steve Vernon, and narrated by Tom Zanian. Rust Belt, USA, where steel is dead, hope is scarce, and hardship is a way of life. Miles Junction is but one of many northeastern Ohio towns, long forgotten and left behind, its residents living on the cusp of financial, emotional, even spiritual destitution. Taking place during the last few decades of the 20th century, in just the right light, written by William R. Solden and narrated by Tom Zania is a glimpse at one region's bleak inheritance and the precarious lives of those who remain to rummage through the fallout of its past. There's a doorway on Mars that has mankind's greatest minds perplexed. Deep beneath Mars, an ancient secret is revealed, and a team of explorers led by Forrest Judge, Deputy Commander. The doorway closes, and the team is trapped. Six mission specialists each with unique skills, each with different reasons for wanting to break free of the primordial trap. In Dinosaur Red, written by Edward J. McFadden III and narrated by Tom Zania, Judge is forced to choose between escape and changing the course of humanity. What will he do? All three of these great books are narrated by Tom Zania and are available now at audible.com. And we are back. Like I said, welcome everyone to Tom Reads Your Story. It's the new year. I am not starting off the new year uh, healthy. I'm under the weather, but uh, I'm not going to let it affect me too much. I want to get a show out there because you may be a first-time listener, and I don't want to skip a week when a first-time listener has the time to listen to the show. If you're a first-time listener, you've come to the right place. If you're a regular listener, thank you, thank you, as always. This year, uh, I'm going to do my best. That's all I can tell you. Today is a short show. Uh, We have... uh, 
two nicely written pieces. One is a Facebook posting from my friend Rodney Vaccaro. And, you know, I, I, I use his things from Facebook a lot because he writes well. And I tend to agree with what he says. And uh, it's about his experience on a New Year's Eve. We uh, obviously, like uh, last episode said, we did lose a lot of people in uh, 2021. Uh, After that uh, episode went up, Betty White passed away, who I'll greatly miss. A wonderful actor, a very good comedian, and uh, we'll certainly miss her. And so we got, like I said, something from Rodney. And then after that, uh, I have something by Amanda Gorman. Now, Amanda Gorman, as you may remember, read a very nice poem at the Biden inauguration. This that you are going to hear first is basically her welcome to the new year. And here it is. New Day's Lyric by Amanda Gorman May this be the day we come together. Morning we come to mend. Withered we come to weather, torn we come to tend. Battered we come to better. Tethered by this year of yearning, we are learning that though we weren't ready for this, we have been readied by it. Steadily we vow that no matter how we are weighed down, we must always pave a way forward. This hope is our door, our portal. Even if we never get back to normal, someday we can venture beyond it to live the known and take the first steps. So let us not return to what was normal, but reach toward what is next. What was cursed, we will cure. What was plagued, we will prove pure. Where we tend to argue, we will try to agree. Those fortunes we forswore, now the future we foresee. Where we weren't aware, we're now awake. Those moments we missed are now these moments we make. The moments we meet and our hearts once altogether beaten, now altogether beat. Come, look up with kindness yet, for even solace can be sourced from sorrow. We remember, not just for the sake of yesterday, but to take on tomorrow. We heed this old spirit in a new day's lyric. In our hearts we hear it. For auld lang syne, my dear, for auld lang syne, be bold, sang time this year. Be bold, sang time. For when you honor yesterday, tomorrow ye will find. Know what we fought need not be forgot, nor for none. 
It defines us, binds us as one. Come over, join this day just begun. For wherever we come together, we will forever overcome. Do you need a good professional sound for your podcast? I'm Tom Zania, voice actor and podcast host of Tom Reads Your Story. I can give you the sound you're looking for for your podcast intros and advertisements at the price and turnaround you need. So don't hesitate and send me a message at TomReadYourStory at Yahoo.com. Back once again. This is from Rodney, and this is about New Year's Eve. I was living in New York, and it was New Year's Eve, and so I went to Times Square to experience that. It was insane. I remember the crowd I was part of growing and growing, like tiny rivulets into creeks, into streams, into a river, into a sea, and being filed past police barriers on top of police barriers until I was funneled into the square with what felt like a million other people. I don't remember where I was standing exactly, but I could see the ball. You were shoulder to shoulder, everyone facing the same way, and people were yelling and screaming. There were bottles and bottles of champagne and vodka and whatever being passed through the crowd, and everyone was taking hits. God, can you imagine someone shoved a bottle into your hand and you drank and passed it on, not even knowing what it was or how many hands and mouths the air was heavy with weed and cigarette smoke? the weed also being passed liberally. Word of the time began to come up through the crowd like wildfire, and people began to chant, ten, nine, eight, and as they chanted, they began to jump up and down in time with the chanting as one, and if you stood still, you could feel the street bending with the weight like the surface of a trampoline, a city built on a city, built on a city, three, two, one, and the ball dropped and I was inside a massive machine. This roar, and everyone kissing and singing, you lost all sense of being an individual. You were just part of this massive throbbing being. A year later, I was living on a mountainside in France. The first part of that time had been sort of a self-imposed exile. It was a silent, confusing time where I was trying to sort out who and where I was. By New Year's, I think I had gone almost a full three months, hardly talking to another human being. I was more alone than I had ever been, lost and confused, thousands of miles from anyone and anything I had known. My mother, dear God, my blessed mother, in a quick, static-filled phone call, had urged me to make myself something special for dinner. New Year's was always a big family event for us. As big as Christmas, really. We would all be together in an overheated house, my whole beautiful family, 
and we'd have a huge dinner and play cards and set out glasses, and at midnight, we'd watch the ball drop and all cheer, and you had to be sure to kiss everyone in the room. Those were the best days. But, as I said, I was far from that. On a hillside in the south of France, living in an old shepherd's cottage that overlooked a kind of horseshoe with antibes at one end and can at the other, and the Mediterranean in between. I was making 100 bucks a week, but it was 11 francs to the dollar then, and I had nothing to do, so 100 bucks went a long way. I had a small motorbike, and I rode into Cannes on a cold, misty New Year's Eve day on Rue d'Antibes. I bought a white, three-piece suit, and then, at the Marché Fourville, I went stall to stall, putting together a dinner. I ended the shopping trip by buying a bottle of Dom P and a single, really beautiful Lalique crystal flute. That night, alone in my cottage, I put on the white suit and sat down and ate course after course of just magnificent food. At midnight, I went outside with the Dom, the Lalique, and the shotgun. I counted down to midnight by myself, and when the year passed, I poured the dom, drained the precious flute, smashed it against a stone wall, and fired the shotgun in the air. At that moment, both Antibes and Can erupted in fireworks, a far-off distant popping and bursting flowers calling and answering in each bay, reflecting in the ancient waters between, dimly, across the water, and up the hillside, drifted muted voices of the rest of the world singing and laughing. I sat in the grass, ruining the white suit, and drank the rest of the dom straight from the bottle, alone as I watched the twin fireworks display end and the last reflection fade from the waters that had been crossed by emperors and warrior monks. Moors and Jazz Age writers. A year before, I had been a single, blurred speck in the Milky Way. A year later, I was a star, cut loose in an unfamiliar sky. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Reads Your Story. Sorry, I can't give you something longer today. Like I said, I'm feeling under the weather, and hopefully next week I'll feel a lot better, okay? Portions were pre-recorded. Tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today, because we're always looking for new ones. Thank you, Anchor.fm, for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Until next time, take care, everyone. This is Tom Zania. For more information on my availability for your e-learning, commercial, or audiobook project, visit my website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. We hope you visit us again real soon for another episode of Tom Reads Your Story.